This is Mission.org. Marketing Trends is brought to you by Salesforce Pardot, B2B marketing automation on the world's number one CRM. Are you ready to take your B2B marketing to new heights? With Pardot, marketers can find and nurture leads, close more deals, and maximize ROI. Learn more by visiting pardot.com slash podcast, or click on the link in our show notes. Welcome to Marketing Trends. I am your host, Ian Faison, Chief Content Officer here at The Mission, and I am joined for part two of 40 Lessons from 40 Years of Apple Advertising by my amazing co-host, Lauren Vaccarello. Hello, Ian. Thank you for having me for part two. For anyone who is just tuning in, you should go back and listen to part one. It is pretty epic. And now we're going to kick off the last 20 years of Apple ad. And we're going to, we're thinking different now because that was what we ended with. We ended with think different for everyone, just as the recap to catch up. This was the Steve Jobs comes back to town. He's here to save Apple. He launches. Six shooters. Exactly. Ready to go. Launches think different. And now it is 1998. Now, Ian, do you remember what happened in 1998? Uh, you mean from Apple? From or, Apple. Or just like in life? <laughs> For life. How how are you that year? Good year. It's the un-PC. We're thinking chic, not geek. This is one of the biggest you know, computer product launches ever. For everyone, if you don't remember the, the un-PC, this was the, the desktop Macs that were colored. And if you remember what computers looked like, and then Apple comes out, with this whole series of of computers, and you could pick all of these colors, and that was a really big deal. I mean, computers were literally ugly beige, like the interior walls in like a apartment complex from the 50s, they were not gorgeous. And the iMac is gorgeous. It is two-toned. It's got like a blue or an orange or any of these awesome colors. It's clear. It's rounded. It looks like like a bike helmet, spaceship kind of look. It has the little round mouse that we're all familiar with now. It has a new keyboard and it's, a, it's detached in a way that's like super cool looking. I remember going, where's the computer tower? Where's the rest of the computer? Yeah, where's the, but where's the computer? But where's the I, computer? This is the monitor, and then there's where does the computer go? Yeah, and it was all kind of built in one. And I remember my computer lab in school had our computer teacher, shout out to Mr. Winterbottom, wherever you are in the world. Um, <laughs> so he, huge, huge, in an affectionate way, geek on computer geek. And our school had all, this is like, it was Catholic school. So we had a lot of, a lot of focus on our computer uh, knowledge <laughs> here in the Bay Area in Oakland. Yeah, we had an entire computer lab of these, which was like crazy. And my family did not have one. And I kind of thought that they were silly, to be fully honest. I was like, we're good with our Apple IIGS. Thank you very much, um, <laughs> our family computer. But, and I think we ended up having an IBM, but this was just something totally different. And, this starts the, like, really the line in the sand where Apple is now in, like, what you know of Apple ads. White background, you got the text, you got the Apple logo. It This is the start of, this is the new normal. And this is taking the 1997 Think Different 
and actually showing people what different what different is. And then we flash forward to 99. Do you remember the biggest fears that happened in 1999? It was Y2, it was Y2K. Y2K. What's going to happen? What is going to happen when all of a sudden it turns into the 2000s? And this was a legitimate fear of what is going to happen to all of our computers when we switch from the 1900s and to it was the a very, 2000s? And it was a computer-centric issue, which yes. was so funny. So everyone's worried about this. So Apple poked fun at it by using HAL from 2001 A Space Odyssey in the commercial. And this is just another thing where they're taking what's in the public conscious and they're taking things from pop culture. It's a theme that we've seen over and over again. And it's going to be one that they go back to the well to all the time. So 2000, iMovie. The iMac had iMovie. And so who do they go get? But one of the biggest icons, Jeff Goldblum, to tell people about iMovie. You get an A-list actor just fresh off of him being in all these. He's always in like tech movies. He's in Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park. He's always the like nerdy, geeky scientist. Also, side note, a dear friend of mine, Geraldine, has a huge lifelong crush on Jeff Goldblum. I thought you were going to say he's a lifelong friend of mine. No, I I, I wish he was a lifelong friend of mine. Uh, A dear friend has a lifelong crush on Jeff Goldblum. Also, Jeff, if you're listening, which probably, feel free to come on the podcast, talk about... uh, this and and much more but this is this is just it's it's classic them of we're going to go take the person that we want to target and put them in the ad to take a famous person that is our target demographic and boom that's that's somebody cool and now you can create you know they can take these things to the next level and what this starts to show this this narrative of is apple had some brand themed campaigns and then with iMovie, also with really launching on PC, but then with iMovie and then what's coming out in 2001, they're starting to switch to these more product-specific campaigns. So it's not just about the brand, although they're very good at who's my target audience, what do they look like, who do they aspire to be, let's put that person in the ad, but it is a very product focus, which took us to 2001. I actually remember when this happened. Propeller heads, take California. Yes, in 2001, the biggest thing that came out in 2001 was the iPod. And the tagline is, a thousand a thousand songs in your pocket. And this was completely game-changing, revolutionary. And before the iPod, I mean, you can argue that there was the Zune and sort of other crappy versions of digital music, but it was your Walkman and your Discman and it's your CD player. And I was so excited when I got the CD player with the five-second anti-skip technology. And then the iPod comes out and just totally blows all of this away. And we're going to get into, in a, in a second here, one of the most iconic Apple advertising pieces of all time, which is the white headphones. Yes. Um, but the iPod in this commercial in Propeller Heads is white. And this is, again, this is the start of this is beautiful. And they always pick a feature, propeller. It's always a feature that they want that is only them, right? They always market to something, always. That is, their products have and the entire market does not, always. And it's it was those white headphones because every headphone was black. And you have these white headphones and it's this 
even in the in the ad, it's this whole idea of like dance if nobody's watching. It's this freedom that comes from it. And you have these ads that are showing this product. Here's the benefit of all these different songs. And you have this sense of freedom. And then when you see people walking around with these little white earbuds, you know who you know what they have and you kind of want to be cool like them. Yeah. And yeah, we'll we'll get to the we'll get to the 2003 when when we're talking about the iPod with with that specific ad. In 2002, they launched big and small ideas. So you take two people that are extreme. So, <laughs> yeah. So and it's so funny to like think of that these people were so famous at the time uh, because and- anyone who's under the age of you know, twenty two is listening right now. Probably does not know who either of these people are. But Yao Ming, who is a center for the Houston Rockets, who's seven foot six, I want to say, was a very tall man. And then Vern Troyer, who played Mini Me, R.I.P. Vern Troyer, was I think two foot eight. And so they have Vern Troyer has this enormous power book in his lap, and then Yao Ming has this tiny power book in his lap. And I and showing that and showing the dichotomy between you get the the extremes with the people and then also really highlights the extremes with the different types of computers. And again, this is this product centric um, ad campaign that Apple's pushing out. But you're also seeing in a really clever way. Here's the full range. And Apple, again, with this, how do you appeal to the. A little bit on the the nonconformist. You can have whatever, whoever you are, whatever size computer you want. This is not a one size fits all, which other computers had been. And you're also getting with the 2002 PowerBook, you're you're getting that now sleek silver computer. And it's always just about being different. Like mm-hmm. it always is. Like they always choose people that are different to highlight. And then so in 2003, Jet. Are you going to be my girl? We have the iconic pink background, black silhouette of a person wearing the, the white iPhone. I loved this this ad campaign. It's so good, and it was it focused so much on on the music, and it's the songs that you love. It's you too. It's Bob Dylan. It's Coldplay. It's Mary J. Blige. You have all of these songs, and you have these people dancing. You don't have people, you have silhouettes, but we can all see ourselves in that. And we all have those moments where you dance like nobody's watching and you're at home and you could see yourself in these silhouettes. And Apple, again, is it's showing their product and showing how incredible their product is, but it's giving you that deep emotional connection in a way that really only Apple can do. And if you see these ads, like the there's one which is a print ad that is just a solid pink background silhouette a, a black silhouette of a woman and it has the apple logo and ipod and then you just have the earbuds and two-thirds of an ipod sticking out of her back pocket and it is so classic and again with those with the headphones that you just just stand out and constantly reinforce the brand and also first of all by the way her pose has a lot of sass which i appreciate yes. she's got the hip you know, kicked out to the side. She's got the other arm behind her back, you know, which is great. You know, she looks different, but also because they use silhouettes, like it could be you, right? Mm -hmm. And they use all different colors. They use all different types of artists. Like the person who listens to Bob Dylan, probably not the person who's listening to Coldplay, although maybe, but you know, Black Eyed Peas, Mary J. Blige, all super popular. And that's just, it's just a, a great idea to use silhouettes of like, hey, this can be you. And then the white headphones was totally unique 
And when you started seeing those around with the ads, then you're it like again that that is doing more impressions. Like yeah, your it's campaign reinforcing. It's constantly reinforcing this message. It's the advantages that physical product companies have if they really, really get and nail this. It's um Beats by Dre. Perfect example. It. Everyone was wearing they had those Beats commercials. That, and obviously, you know, there's a reason why they got bought. It's funny, I was in um I was in Brazil a few weeks ago. And there's this company that's in Brazil. They're all over South America called Rappi. And they are a delivery service. And you can get anything delivered. So if you think of Postmates, it's like Postmates on steroids where you can not just get your food and your dry cleaning and have clothes picked up. They can have people run to the ATM for you. This is great. It's this awesome product. So if you're ever in South America, you should definitely look them up. But what they have that's been great for reinforcing their brand is all of their delivery people have these like bright colored uniforms and the carrying case. So when they started getting some traction and doing advertising, then you'd see all of these people dressed in those outfits running around and it would just reinforce their brand and get people to be really curious. And like Apple was a great example of doing that very, very subtly with those white headphones. Next, we have 2004, the 20th anniversary of the 1984 ad. And this is just a really smart way of doing things. It's a pretty simple lesson. If you're running out of ideas or if you know you don't know what to do, just bring back something from the past. Nostalgia always does well. And for them, this was such a important ad that bringing it back, remastering it, and, and doing it just... There's your content. Totally. They they managed to make this work. And Apple, again, was still the, and has held true in so many ways to the, we are bucking the norm and we're going out. And if you want to be like everybody else, go somewhere else. We are for we are for the makers. We are for people that are creative. We are for this, not just culture culture, but we are for, you know, the Albert Einsteins of the world. So this was a nice way to play up the old. I read something and I can't remember where I did, but basically that the average ad campaign is essentially way too short. Mm -hmm. And I think I can't remember if it was this podcast where we talked about it. I don't think it was where, for example, the Dos Equis commercials that the kind of collective in the room is like, oh, we could probably stop running these when in reality, you could probably run the Dos Equis commercials for 20 years. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely wouldn't have minded. And then they changed them up and they're not as good. But it's like kind of the same thing of like people don't really like the Geico commercials, yeah. like they kind of run those kind of feels like they run them into the ground. But really, like it's a commercial, right? You're stuck sitting there watching it. It's not like you're going to enjoy it. So, you know, familiarity often, you know, can bring contempt, but it also brings that brand awareness. Totally. And it's the the brand awareness and the reinforcement. And that's a a great point. It's so easy. And having worked at a decent amount of startups over the years and worked with a variety of leaders and founders, we have such short attention spans in the Valley. And everyone's like, yeah, we just did that. What's next? What's next? Actually, a campaign should run for a year. Yeah. Also, maybe don't change your logo five different times. uh, Keep your logo. Why? Like, I don't understand, you know, when you're Google and you can, you know, change after like 20 years or whatever it was when they changed, like, because they want the font. I get that. But you're talking about like, you know, Uber's changed their logo like five times. I'm like, what are you guys doing? It makes it harder for me to find your app on my phone. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Right. Uh, That's crazy. So 2005, give me that. This is an ad where it shows an iPod Nano and a bunch of different hands trying to grab it. 
And again, like another product-focused ad and the Nano for people who don't remember or <laughs> for anyone I think under the age of 30 might not remember the Nano, but it was the iPod used to be about the size of an iPhone. Yeah, it was pretty big, but it was like a little thicker oh, and a yeah. little heavier. And then the Nano was probably two inches, like one inch by two inches was super sleek. I remember getting my iPod Nano and thinking I was very, very cool in and, a 2005. And it definitely was one of those things like the gimme that thing is such a such a great ad because mm-hmm. it really was kind of like that, right? It was like people grabbing it like, wait, let me see that thing. And you know, when you have technology, again, when you're an early adopter to technology and your friends don't have it, which is like half the reason why like teenagers buy stuff yeah. anyways, it, it matters. So 2006. So I, having an enemy makes for great advertising. Yeah. And just when a company has an enemy and you are David and there's a Goliath, you are going after, there. it's such a good focusing factor for a company. And Apple used to have, you know, Apple was going against IBM. And for years in a lot of ad campaigns, you have the, the subtle or not so subtle plays against IBM. 2006, Apple brings back this concept of us versus them. And, and they don't choose a brand. They're just like all PCs. Yeah. Whoever is making a PC out there, we're coming at you, right? Totally. Like I, pick your side. I, I So I remember, so I, I thought these ads were a little corny, to be honest. I totally disagree. I loved these ads. But they do make, make you pick a side. And I remember I was on the PC side. <laughs> I was like, Macs are so stupid. They're like art computers. Like I don't need all this functionality. I'm not making movies. I'm not doing all this sort of stuff. I definitely remember kind of being that way. Meanwhile, I have a shuffle or, you know, I have a nano yeah. or whatever it is. So it was kind of funny that I, I think these ads really worked, even though that they were corny, I, in my opinion. I, I didn't think they were corny. I loved them. And if for everyone out there, they were the like, get a Mac ads. And it was the Mac guy and the PC guy. And it's funny, even now when people ask me, oh, do you have a PC? I was like, I have a Mac. Oh, a laptop. No, no, yeah, I have a, yeah. yes. Oh, I have a laptop, totally. but I have a Mac. But in these ads, it's the the PC guy and the Mac guy. And the PC guy is this like. So is, is the actor's name is John Hodgman. John and, Hodgman. And he's like a, he's a business guy. He's got it, the ill-fitting suit. He's got, you know, the long pants that are too long for his suit. And Not he's, like hipster geeky, but like. We'll say schlubby. Schlubby. Uh, no offense to the accountants of the world, but like the schlubby accountant, uh, not super cool, nothing really fits. And then you have the Mac guy who is, you know, in his sneakers with his hoodie and he's fun and he's hip and he's cool. And he doesn't have to try that that hard. He uh, borrowed Zuck's, uh, Mark Zuckerberg's wardrobe for sure. Totally. He's got the the hoodie on. Like, is that, I don't know if it's a deep V or, or what, but, and uh, the guy, Justin Long, the actor who plays it is great because he's totally the guy who's like a nerd symbol, but he's also just kind of like, he's like the nerd next door. He, kind he's of the, the nerd guy. next door. He's cute. He's fun. He's, you know, the person you'd want to hang out with. And there was a, a And PC, you knew, the person who you literally knew. Who you literally knew. And the, what this was good at is taking Ian's idea of like, I don't need a Mac, I'm not artsy, and saying, no, no, this is the computer for everyone. This isn't your your great uncle's computer. This is, if you want it, if you want to be cool, this is the computer, this is what you should be thinking about. If you want to be 
kind of stodgy, stick with your PC. Yeah, it's like the PC. Yeah, I know you have a PC at work because that's where work people. But your your computer is a Mac. Like your oh, home computer is absolutely. a Mac. Absolutely. And there was a PC Mac ad that I will never, ever forget that was still my favorite. And it was, um, it was just such a good, it was so, it was a great ad. It was a great format and it was just really well placed. And I don't know, I doubt anyone here remembers Vista, the old uh, Microsoft operating system that just did not work super well. No, not great. And there was, oh shoot, I'm forgetting the name of the website. So there was a website where you would go to. So if you're like, I need help for my Vista. So it's like Vista support. And on the Vista support pages, they have two ads. So they have a leaderboard and a skyscraper. So they have the 728 by 90. 90 ad on the top of the page. And then they have the 160 by 600 ad on the right rail. And Apple did a full buyout of Vista support pages. That's so great. It was no amazing. Yeah. And on the page, it had the two ads were synced together and were talking to each other. And you have the PC on top and the Mac on the side. And the PC's like, I'm trying to get this to work. I'm trying to get, and it's supposed to say, Vista, welcome home or something like that. And it's like a welcome Vista. And he's trying to put in a plug and trying to make Vista work and trying to make Vista work. And Mac is like, do you need help? That's not where, do you, I mean, do you want me to do something? And he's like, no, I got it, I got it. And then he finally gets it to work and not all the letters are there. And it says Vista go home. Oh, that's so good. And the Mac guy's like, I would have helped. And it was just, one of my favorite at like the placement was amazing. You didn't really get a lot You've of interactive ads. I, I'm going back on my on my it was corny thing. I no. remember thinking that at the time, but so they they ran 66 total videos as part they of this were campaign, amazing. and that's it's like one of those things where it's like they, you could still run those today. Mm-hmm. Like we could have just grown up with Justin Long being Mac forever. And you know what's funny? It, it reminds me of. The greatest betrayal of our times. Mm. People might think that it's Benedict um, Arnold. Yeah, Ar- I almost said Cumberbatch. I was like, I, I thought. What did you do? No, uh, but I love him. Yeah, Benedict Arnold selling the plans to West Point. By the way, but it's actually the Verizon. Can you hear me now, guy? Yeah. Going to Sprint. Which, by the way, brilliant move by Sprint because it's it all is. about switching. So it's great. But like, it totally reminds me of that. Of like. Just take take what your competitor gives you and jujitsu office sounds uh, and jujitsu that you know right back at him. Two thousand seven. Hello, that was my song. Two thousand seven's ad campaign was called Hello. So what's super exciting that came out in two thousand and seven? So we had a few years earlier. You have this thing called the iPod. You have digital music. Two thousand and seven was. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the most influential year technology-wise. For sure. So 2007 came out with... The iPhone. Dun, dun, dun. And just 0.46 inches thick. It's like a half inch thick. (laughs) That's so crazy. That's like like four iPhones stacked on top of each other now. 2.4 inches wide. 4.5 4.5 inches long, this little tiny brick in your hand that has all the technology in the world. And so what they did, of course, they used a bunch of Hollywood actors and actresses to answer telephone calls on their iPhone. And the iPhone has no keyboard. And this is a world where we have Blackberries and everyone's using keyboards. And 
Here, Apple is teaching us, again, that there's a totally different way to do something. One button. One button. There's a... There's, there's only one button on this phone, but what do I do? And the thing is, this is back in the day when a telephone was a telephone. So the first thing that they showcased was everyone saying hello and answering the phone because that's what phones do. So you got to show that it's a phone first because yeah. that's what people are buying. And it was at this point off to the races. And then what is Apple going to do to follow up on the, the iPhone? MacBook Air. I'm going to do another dun-dun-dun. Do you remember, this is going to be a good one, MacBook Air comes out. And I think we're all used to thinner computers now. When the MacBook Air came out, the ad was a manila envelope and taking the MacBook Air yeah. out of a manila envelope. I remember envelope. Steve Jobs. I remember seeing that, like, again, like news, like yeah. on CNN, Fox News, all this stuff of Steve Jobs taking it out. He walks on stage with a manila envelope, and then they use that in their ads. And it's, it's amazing because you can say the... The first iPhone was 0.426. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, you you get that? But you're like, oh, how thick is that? But having the MacBook Air pulled out of the manila envelope, you're like, oh, that's how big that and is. And they're also using Notebook, the world's thinnest notebook, yes. MacBook Air. It's just the the subtlety there is. And these are all the classic white backgrounds yep. stuff. It, it's um, And it's Apple's super sleek, super clean, and they are showcasing the most remarkable piece of their product, which with the MacBook Air was, can you believe how thin this is? How Again, light this yeah, is? Better than anybody, Yeah. right? So like, you know, fight where you can win, right? Yep. Always promote the, the features that we have that nobody has. And what MacBook Air doesn't do is say, well, Excel really doesn't work that well on this. <laughs> yeah, right. And to this day, Excel doesn't work no, as well. No, not even close. On, on a Mac. If you were a heavy Excel user, you still have to use a PC. And you see how I did that again, as I called it a PC I know, it's versus crazy. a Mac. But I was like, a Mac versus the other ones. 2009, back to the iPhone with, there's an app for that. Oh, this is the like, App Store. This is just so great. It's just education marketing 101. Educate people on what apps actually are and why you would use them. And that, oh, hey, there's this store that you can app to. And now it's introducing this concept. So two years earlier, it's like telling people that an iPhone is a phone. And then two years later, it's saying, oh, oh, by the way, it is so much more than a phone. It's insane that in 2006, we go from get a Mac and then already next we're at in 2010, Apple iPad TV commercial. Oh my gosh. Where you're showing an iPad which is just really the black screen looks totally different than all the other things that were out and there. How fast, how fast Apple is innovating is just crazy. When the iPad came out, it was like, this is like minority report. Yeah, this totally. is some insane future technology. You're yeah, you're swiping all around like crazy. I don't know when endless scroll was invented, but that is really the death of our society. It is. Uh, it's, it, that was like and literally the increase of carpal tunnel surgeries. 2011, we have App Store. This is something, you know, where they're just straight up advertising the App Store, which really is funny because Apple never, you know, you never saw any software. Like mm -hmm. in this whole time, did we once talk about software? Nope. Like not at all. And so now they're promoting the actual App Store. And what's really, really interesting, because we have the App Store and it's what makes your product unique. But for them, it's also what makes their product sticky. Because if I, for example, want to switch from an iPhone to an Android, 
okay, now finally there's apps are made for Android as well as as iPhones, but they have all of my history, all of my information, how hard it is to move into Switch. What Apple is doing here is building product stickiness. And in all of their ads, they're getting you so excited about all of these possibilities. And all of these possibilities also make it harder for me to ever get rid of my iPhone. So 2012, we have John Malkovich. We're oh. promoting Siri, our old friend Siri. Oh, um, Siri. So you got Samuel L. Jackson, Zoe Deschanel, John Malkovich, and celebrities talking to Siri. You know, Siri ultimately, I think, still has uh, has some work to do. Uh, all of voice. I know uh, we're like arriving to voice, but like voice has a lot, Siri lot has of work some work to do. To do. Siri, uh, fun, funny story for everybody. My mom has a real thick New York accent, <laughs> like a real thick New York accent. Siri doesn't understand my mother. That's uh, so funny. No kidding. It's, w- the voice training has helped, but it's like, Siri, Siri, hello, hello, Siri. And I'm like, just enunciate differently. Just double tap. Just uh, You know what? Just type. It's fine, Ma. It's fine. Also, I'm sorry, Mom, because I know you're listening to this. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Moms love the mission. Uh, and grandmas get a lot of feedback. Um, okay, so... We have 2013 misunderstood. Oh, I love this ad. So, yeah, why do you, why do you like this ad? Okay, so one and it's so funny because she, when we I look back at some of these ads, I think of like how could we have lived in a world before an app store, and it seems so far away. But 2013 it was five years ago, but this is still so relevant, and we all have, and we all do it, and it's teenagers and all of us sitting at dinner not paying attention and we're on our phones and we are not engaged in the physical world anymore especially teenagers especially teenagers. which by the way we were like this with game boys teenagers have been ignoring their parents for two thousand years thousands of years and now we just give them digital things to ignore so you see this teenage boy who's like faffing around on his phone ignoring his family it's christmas ignoring everybody But then at the end, you find out what he's doing on his phone, and he is putting this film together on his iPhone to, you know, show everyone, you know, their get together. And what I love about this is it has the emotional connection of, oh, look how sweet this is. You have the thing that everyone can relate to, which is the teenager on their phone ignoring everybody else. You have this warm and fuzzy ending that, look, actually, he was was really expressing himself the best way he can and creating this video. I know it really is and it's so it's a beautiful thing because you're actually using technology to bring your family people together. together. Yeah. And what's really cool about this is you're like, wait, he just made a movie on his iPhone? And these are the things that I think this is like what I'm calling like the start of Apple head fake advertising yes. where they tell a story for the first 25 seconds of the ad or, or whatever it is. And then for the final five seconds, it reminds me of the, what's a computer ad? Yeah. Of the, what the, yes. of the little girl. These sort of things where it's like, it's going to be one thing, one thing, one thing that we're all super familiar with. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, the hook is this. Oh, but it's different on Apple. Yes. So like the M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah. A twist. Always a twist. And another kind of one of these head fakes is the, 2014, you're more powerful than you think. And again, this is kind of this this thing that Apple is doing where it's these more kind of like narrative, person-driven things where they're showing people using Apple products in a way that enhances their life or enhances the life of, of the loved ones around them. And in 2015, now we're back to 
product-centric Apple Watch. Right. And it's taking the idea of how the product is enhancing their lives. And now Apple's you know, giving people what could be another transformational product that is changing their lives, which is the Apple Watch. It's everything you know about a phone and everything you know about how we interact with technology is now redefining something as sort of classic as as a watch. And I think, you know, part of it, they show a lot of people exercising using the Apple Watch. And it's just the peak of like, this is you on the go with all the same stuff. And that's always been a selling point of all of their things. It's smaller, it's flatter, fits in your pocket, it fits in your hand at the shuffle. Man, we didn't add an ad for the shuffle. I loved my shuffle. It was so tiny. It was so tiny, and it clipped to stuff. It was great. That's what replaced my my disc man <laughs> with I, my shuffle. I always hated running with any. Th- that was the only thing I ever ran with. Me like, too, because it just run- clipped. Yeah. Okay, so 2016, 40 years and 40 and seconds. For a company like Apple that is so iconic with their advertising, what is their ad campaign in 2016 in their best ad? An ad of all of their ads. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and it is, but it shows the history of Apple and for a company that still feels, at least for me, so fresh and so innovative and is just redefining what we take as normal, like this is what a watch does and is giving you that full history of who they are. I don't know. I got really excited when I just see the evolution of this company and of all of their ads. Again, it's back to nostalgia. Like yes. that. Nostalgia plays really well. Like we're undefeated on nostalgia, right? Marketing is always undefeated on nostalgia because if you can take people back to what they were doing and remind them of these things, like again, these aren't stale campaigns because you, I mean, again, you could roll back out the Mac versus PC ads. You could roll back out a bunch of these ads and they would still feel relevant today. 2017 apocalypse. Oh, apocalypse. Apocalypse? Yeah, well. I can't. I I also have a New York accent and can't say certain words. The apocalypse. I kind of dug this. It was a satirical video and it's what would life be like without our apps? So if we go back to what makes your iPhone so sticky other than uh, small children is our apps. We are so addicted and inside of our apps all day, every day. And now there are companies that are built that don't really have websites because the company and the product is an app. And this is showing everyone how awful life would be without your 15,000 apps on your phone. It's true. 2017, we have The Rock plus Siri again. Let's take the the most popular person on the planet right now, and we're going to pair them up with our technology. And it's the day in the life of the rock, which we're all interested in. I think we've all read what he eats on a daily basis on some type of social media, like 15 times. And insane amounts of sushi yeah, yeah. on his cheat days. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's a healthy day for me. And he wakes up at like 5 a.m. You know, every now and then they always go back to the well of who are the people that are the most popular. And you see some key themes that they they sort of bring out over, over time are differentiated product and feature. And I think this was the, oh, no, no, Siri's gotten good. We, we've got we've got Siri, and we're going to show how Siri's gotten better, but it's differentiated product or feature, celebrity endorsement, and getting that piece, and it's either product-driven or a sort of brand narrative are a lot of core components of their campaigns. And as marketers, if we take a lot of that to heart, maybe we don't always have budgets for a celebrity endorsement, which is fine, but it's not just about the celebrity because if you look back at the iPod ads with the people that were the silhouettes, 
it's not just about the celebrity endorsement. It's also about that emotional connection when you can see yourself in an ad or part of that company or as a customer. So tying that in and seeing as marketers, how do I make sure I know exactly who my target audience is, they feel connected, the advertising hits them on an emotional basis. And if there's a way we can really have that product emphasize that is when you're going to hit a grand slam. And the the most recent one, the the holiday ad that just came out, the share your gifts with the girl in this huge sweater. I don't know. It's like a sweater dress. I don't know. <laughs> but it's just great. She has this a Mac with, she's got a Supreme sticker on it. She's got like all this stuff. Like her laptop is, is covered in stickers, which is hilarious. And it's this kind of share your gifts. I mean, this is a two minute and 50 second ad. Like this is a... This is a short. It's yeah. a digital short. It looks like it could be created by Pixar. Actually, it might be for all I know. <laughs> and I think that this just kind of like finishes this idea of the big idea of all of this is that Apple is just always about being different, about choosing things that are in pop culture that are relevant right now. They always have odes to the past and they they really get who their early adopters are and push out into that territory and then they let everybody else follow behind. This is why people have lines out the door for their products. They have hardcore fans. And then for the rest, they kind of have this product lead, yeah. then storytelling, and then just kind of brand play, and then like celebrity influencer play that they just kind of alternate alternate <laughs> between those different types. Totally. Any other final thoughts? I'm excited to see what Apple keeps coming out with. Yeah. And if you want to see all these ads, go to marketingtrends.com and you can find it there. But that's it. That's all we got. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And feel free to send us notes, comments on social media on what your favorite Apple ads are. Send them to Lauren, at Lauren B. Send the them works. to me. I will do my best to reply. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing Trends. Marketing Trends is brought to you by Salesforce Pardot. World-class B2B marketers use Pardot to generate and nurture leads, close more deals, and maximize ROI at every stage of the sales cycle. Empower your marketing team to become revenue-generating superheroes and let Pardot's data analysis keep an eye on the bottom line. Learn more by visiting pardot.com slash podcast or click on the link in our show notes. You have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic. The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. At the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences so you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, the messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster, and on a much larger scale. Brightspot Content Management System has supported some of the world's largest brands to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience. 
Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.